WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. News time right now, 8.15. You're tuned to WGNS on this Monday morning, today the 27th of June. And now Lisa Trell joins us from the Murfreesboro City Schools. How are you this morning? I'm great. How are you, Scott? I am good. A little warm out there the last couple of days. I know, but that rain last night was amazing. I think it cooled it down. I think so. I was just happy to see it. My garden was happy to see it. I bet it was. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the ground was, I mean, you could see where it was cracking. It's been yeah. so dry lately. So what's going on with the city schools as we, uh, you know, I guess, well, what, a week and a half into summer, officially summer now? Uh, three Ju- weeks, June actually. Yeah, this is, this is our, so we're beginning our fourth week of summer camp. Fourth week so, of summer camp, man. Uh, in our last week. We'll say fourth and last week. So we're actually four weeks out because we had a week in between. Yeah, um, I am just amazed as I walk through the schools how much is going on still people think we're closed for summer and it's not we have over 800 students in summer camp and that does not include all of the esp students who are taking different types of summer did i say summer camp i meant summer school okay so summer school. <laughs> summer school we had summer school that's 800 uh it probably felt a little bit like camp but there's a lot of learning going on uh and then we have all these other summer camps going on through esp um our sros did a uh two-week summer camp as well. Um, our, we had a technology camp. So the month of June, our hallways were full. They were at selected sites, but we were really pleased with the turnout for both summer school and ESP. So so 800 kids were at the actual summer school. How, how many students does the city now have throughout all the schools? 9,500. It's 9,452 as we ended. So, okay, so right at 9,500. Man, you, you were, you know, hitting close to 10% we, of them in, in summer school. Absolutely. That's, that's wild. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's really um, a great opportunity for students to get ready for that next school year, especially some who maybe um, were struggling a little bit in the last school year. So really a nice opportunity to catch up with their peers it's fun it's really interactive it's a lot more personal those grade levels are much much smaller than they are during a traditional school year so i think that the kids who are attending camp uh school (laughs) summer school i quit i'm gonna have to quit calling camp this morning (laughs) uh summer school really do feel like they're having a summer camp so what is summer school like i mean is it a full workload of classes or is it just up until a certain time like 12 noon or or what is it yeah no it's not a full workload like you would have in a traditional day it does start at 7 30 and it goes through uh 12 30. we have busing available there breakfast and lunch is included in that Um, They still have a lot of those circle times, um, science, English language arts, just a lot of more that personalized experience for what they need. Uh, But there is a curriculum, so it's pretty strict. They have a curriculum. It's just not play. They are learning. So is it at one school or do you have it at a couple of different sites? It's at four different schools. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. So in addition to the summer school, you also had some summer camps going on, I believe. ESP was doing many, many summer camps. They've done everything from 
um, their camp big shots, which is for the fifth and sixth graders, that they've gone canoeing, they've gone um, to Huntsville to the Space and Rocket Center, they have done things locally like swimming and golf, uh, just a lot of activities for the students to keep them involved, engaged, you know, and enjoying their summer break. Because there's a lot of parents who still are working, you know. Yeah. We're going to work. we got to have something for our children to do. So, And then our SROs did their two-week camp, too, and had a really good turnout and learned a lot. So they, we were talking about it last week. They already figured out some things they're going to do a little different next week, but uh, I mean next year. But it's really nice to see you had lots of different opportunities for the students to be involved. So with the summer camps, going to places like Huntsville mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. the Rockets, which is really cool, does that mean that school field trips are probably going to be back come next school year or this upcoming school year? We certainly hope so. We certainly hope so. That The summer was really the first that we've done a lot of field trips. We did do a little bit in the spring at some of the schools. So we hope that we're looking at more of a normal uh, school year this year. Um, fingers crossed and all those other kind of good things so we those children need those field trips it's a vital part of their schooling it's a it's where their memories are made you know that's the thing i remember about school yeah so definitely and with those field trips that hands-on learning and actually seeing maybe the subject you were talking about Mm -hmm. in class but actually seeing it in person it, it does make a huge difference it does and i have to say our teachers have done tremendous about bringing field trips uh, to school, uh, whether it's through uh, Zoom or whether they've actually had the people come to them in their classroom. Over the past two years, they have just been so creative in bringing those experiences into the classroom. And I don't think we'll quit those because they were so beneficial. And it's so nice to say, okay, here's a person who is has this huge knowledge base and lives you know, a diff- in a different country, and we can Zoom with them and have that virtual field trip, uh, I don't think we'll lose that. I think it just made us get a little bit more outside of our box and our thinking. Again, Lisa Trell with us with the Murfreesboro City School System. And I know we had one teacher on the air this past school year, I believe from Case and Lane, talking about Google Classroom and, and Google field trips and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Uh, is that something that they're going to do more of as well? I think that's that's what I'm saying when I'm talking about those virtual is those Google classrooms, those Google field trips. It's just become part of our culture now. Um, and I don't think we'll lose it. I think it just made us um, reach outside of what our traditional learning environment is. And because our children are so technology savvy, I mean, they they understand it. Sometimes us parents grandparents maybe don't understand it as much as they do but they really do react and we do we have the technology now one of the things that we had to do is uh, get current on our technology and we have that now in our classrooms that's made a huge difference um, when we were in desperate need our city council our school board really uh, stepped up and, and allowed us to purchase that technology that we had to have so I heard about them. Google Goggles and Google virtual goggles. reality field trips. What? Okay, first of all, Google Goggles is something that I say that I get corrected. That's not really a title. It just they're they're those virtual reality, and Google uh, is the one who allows it to happen. So to me, Google Goggles just seems like that's what they should have named them. Yeah, it's but it's name. a virtual reality, um, and it is amazing. If you have had that experience. Oh my, you feel like you are um, jumping off a cliff, you know, hiking down the Grand Canyon. You can, 
it, it, it actually is pretty amazing. So yes, those are still, those are there. We've had those for years and now just learn how to incorporate those into those lessons. I mean, if you're, if you're studying about the Mona Lisa and you can go take a virtual tour, wouldn't that be amazing? It's you wild know? to imagine that virtual reality is, is in the classroom in a way that allows kids to go to places like the Grand Canyon. I mean, mm -hmm. places they've never been able to actually go to before. Right. Right. And they're actually, it's not just a picture. They're actually experiencing it. It's, it's a, it's a different. So again, I think we've learned so much that those classroom experiences are just going to be enhanced. And when we can get back out and we can go to the symphony or we can go to TPAC or um, to the Tennessee history museum and all that, it's just going to add to those uh, opportunities. There's so many more things to see, you know, compared to just 20 years ago. I mean, that Murfreesboro, Middle Tennessee has grown so much. Mm -hmm. And the museums even, they, they have so much more to offer than they did 15, 20 years yeah, ago. And that's what we want, right? We, yeah. want, we always want better for our children. So um, it's going to be a great school year ahead. And I can't say enough about the school year that we went through, it was it was pretty challenging and ended on a great note. Um, summer school has been amazing, and I think we're going to continue just to keep on growing with that momentum. Lisa Trail again with the Murfreesboro City Schools. The last, what, three years really have been Crazy. struck by COVID. I, I mean, just it, it's been a wild three years. It so really this, has been. Hopefully next year is not going to be yeah. as crazy. Our, our children are so resilient, but it still has an impact on them. It definitely um, has made it harder. And we want to have a good, strong year for them this year. So um, other things I want to mention before I forget, uh, during the summer, our book bus is going around. So if, if children are needing books, they can find the location that the book bus is going to be on and it's on our website they can go grab a couple of books for their summer reading um, our little free libraries are at, are at all of our schools and so you can go to any school and get some books out of those little free libraries whether you're part of Murfreesboro City Schools or not we want to make sure that our kids have books in their hands uh, Limeball Library has some great experiences for children and, and getting we just can't forget to read during the summer. It makes such a huge difference if we're reading with our children, to our children, or if our children are reading to us, whether they're age two or 12. They need, a, they need that book experience and not just technology experience. Our, our children today, are they able to understand more of what they read than compared to, let's say, 30 years ago? Uh, is there a difference in the way kids learn today because of all the technology that's out there? I mean, as far as actually grasping different lessons? You know, that is a question I just don't know the answer to. I, I would have to get our instruction team in here for that question because I don't know. I That is not my my field. It's not my bailiwick. So I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, As yes, I was Scott listening, I was listening to you ask that. And I'm like, I have no idea. My assumption is yes, but I don't know. <laughs> so, well, can we just table that till I find an instruction team here? <laughs> that, that sounds good. <laughs> so, another city of Murfreesboro school news. Are there more schools that are on the horizon? We certainly hope so. Uh, I think that the city council is looking at that as well, as well as our school board. Um, don't we don't have a plan in place yet? Uh, we we haven't. We haven't presented anything. Uh, just because of the growth of Murfreesboro, I, I just have to believe that it is on the horizon. Yeah, and I don't know, does the city already own some land for a future school, or is that something they're still looking 
Yeah. Well, um, you know, the city council this past week uh, did a land did vote on that land swap with Middleton Sea Electric. So we are um, uh, we're hoping that part of that includes a school. I, I think I remember originally the mayor, Mayor McFarland, was talking about not only a school on the property but mm-hmm. also a, a small park on yeah, the property. Absolutely. Was it fifty acres or so? Or I think it it's a hundred and. It's over 130. I'm not sure if it's like 138 or something like that. So I think that is uh, what Mayor McFarlane and the council, again, they they addressed it last week. I can't tell you verbatim (laughs) what they were talking about. I should have listened a little closer maybe. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of that school park concept or some kind of education. Of course, it's right there on Veterans Parkway. So if a school's located there, that means you're going to have at least three schools directly off of Veterans in the future. Yeah, but those three schools are full. I mean, the two that are existing right now are at capacity uh that's the reason we had to rezone that's just where we're growing it's you know that's where the growth is happening although when i drive by now uh we consider that the west side when i drive by my area town john pittard and irma siegel i see all kinds of houses going up over there as well Uh, black fox i think is going to have quite a bit of growth in the next year or two based on the homes we see that are being built in that school zone as well so um, you know, people are building on those the skirts of town, and we're going to see that impact. Uh, we tried we tried to take care of it for the next couple of years through rezoning, uh, but you know, we we do our best, and then we take care of the kids how we can. Is there room to add on to some of our existing schools? Um, right now, probably Northfield will be able to be expanded. Um, similar to what we did to Black Fox. And I say that just because the footprint of Northfield is the same as the footprint of Black Fox. Um, And we did add on to Black Fox about five years ago. We added on to Hobgood the year prior to that. We've actually expanded Hobgood twice in the last 10 years. So um, we do look at that. Um, I think we really don't want an elementary school over a thousand. So when you look at the other schools, Irma Siegel, John Pittard, they're built for a thousand students. Um, Northfield and Black Fox were built for about 800. So that expansion does allow that to go up. Bradley is just landlocked. You know, there's just nothing we can do with Bradley there. Uh, And Hobgood, again, I said, they've already expanded. As I'm going around, I'm thinking Reeves Rogers, there's poss- there's they actually do need some new growth there but so we're, we look at it every every time we get a chance we want to make sure that we're using our existing structure as you know just as much as we possibly can um before we start the whole new building process and so i think that we've done a fairly good job of it and looking at what can we move around uh we we do move uh, we have kind of combined our pre-k's to certain areas yeah, we try to use it as wisely as we possibly can. I, I know there's some, I guess, fear going forward into the next couple of years because COVID, you know, you would have thought that some of the growth would have slowed down a little bit, and it may have just very slightly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. at the same time, home sales were just record home sales last couple of years. So I'm curious, are we going to see a huge increase in students come the next two to five years? Yeah, that's Good question. <laughs> we really want to. We want to know that as well. I mean, Murfreesboro is just a great place to live. You have to give kudos to our our city council and to our city administrators for making it a great place to be. We have great schools, both 
city schools are we're receiving um, honors and records rutherford county schools the same thing uh, we have mtsu so our education system is something that is desired and when you can have a good education system and you have a good government you you get people so yeah <laughs> we would love to know that that's the reason we encourage people please register in advance so that we know that your child has a seat the first day of school and has an assigned teacher the first day of school definitely again lisa trail with us with the murphy's bro city schools we're going to take a short break and then we'll be right back hi this is amanda from animal city inviting your family to come do business with my family it's important to protect your pets from fleas and ticks so we keep a full line of products to help you do that animal city is murfreesboro's longest running and only family operated pet store at Animal City, you'll find a full line of pets and pet products, including freshwater and saltwater fish, birds, reptiles, small animals, and much more. Come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, Analexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Yeah, I would say Adam's Place, check it out. What do you enjoy most about Adam's Place? Well, definitely the people. Also, the courtyard, the pool. You know, everything has been just the way I want it to be. Uh, the exercise programs. I'm Jan Height. This is really good place to be. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adam's Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Partial sunshine develops here for this afternoon, high in the upper 80s, and for tonight, partly cloudy, low near 60. Tuesday, mostly sunny skies, a high of 88. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 68. Good morning. Still looks pretty good right now. It's busy, but it's moving on. 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area. All the traffic headed past Bell Road all the way into Davidson County. Traffic on 840. Still looks good towards Wilson County. We did see some radar a little bit earlier. Foothills Mercantile Company. They create handmade gifts in the Smoky Mountains. They've got beautiful paintings. Check them out on Facebook at Foothills Mercantile Company in Wares Valley. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 8.33. Again, Lisa Trail in studio with us this morning from the Murfreesboro City Schools. And one of the things that has been going on throughout the summer, the feeding program. How does that work and, and what's it actually called? The summer feeding program, but we call it the chow. So, uh, because a lot of our meals are delivered on wheels and it's combating hunger on wheels. Uh, so our chow program has been going on for years, uh, so many, many years. This is funded by the state and the federal government. Um, it is part of our nutrition program because we realize the hardships of parents or grandparents when they are all of a sudden have these hungry mouths to feed and um, it allows them to have that extra food uh, program. So the meals are served at breakfast and lunch. They are, some of them are on our one of our 
our campuses. Some of them are on the actual mobile feeding program. And you'll probably notice that our mobile program is a little bit um, less than what we've had in years past. That's because we have so many children in summer school. Yeah. So some of those students where we were having to really go out and reach are actually part of the summer school program this year. Our bus drivers are driving uh, kids to and from sc- summer school. It's just one of those things where we just had to lessen a little bit of the route this year. So we have um, sites that are, uh, you w- actually walk into those sites and get your meals. And that's Case and Lane, Hobgood, Northfield, Pittard, and the Discovery Center, not Discovery School, but the Discovery Center and McFadden Center. So the breakfast and lunch is served inside those uh, buildings and anyone can go to them. If you're age 18 and below, it is free. It is open to anyone. Um, If you're going into one of our schools, you're gonna have to show some ID and do some things a little bit more difficult than just walking in the door. Um, Then the other routes are at Patterson Park and Patterson Park is also one of the sites that's fed indoors. Um, Chariot Point, uh, 902 apartments, Rolling Acres, Spring Valley, Abington, and Green Meadows apartments. Again, there's times uh, that the bus is there. It stays for about 30 to 45 minutes per location. And regardless of whether you live there or you go to school at one of the sites, you can go. It's, it makes no difference whatsoever. If you're 18 and below, it is free for you for breakfast and for lunch. And this is part of the summer feeding program and the USDA. And again, this has been going on for years, years. and it's it's free, 18 mm-hmm. and younger. 18 and younger. And so I guess if you're 16 or older, do you have to show ID? Or if you look like you're over 18, you have to show ID? Yeah, I think that they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna always um, lean on the side of, of assuming you are who you are, you know, so if you're hungry and you need a meal, if you look 18 and below, I don't think we're IDing anyone. <laughs> but but this is a program that's been going on for, like you said, quite some time right. in Murfreesboro. Right. And uh, so what, what do kids typically do? Do they pick their food up or do they stay if it's one of the locations where they can stay? What, what are they seeing? Right now, they're picking the food up and going because uh, we're still on a waiver to allow them to do that. In the past, when I say in the past three years ago, they actually boarded the bus or they would have to sit and eat. Uh, so right now we're still on a waiver that allows them to pick it up and go. So they might be eating at a picnic table nearby. They may be eating on their, um, it's really fun to watch them because the kids, it's like the ice cream truck. They hear it coming and, and they're running out and getting their food. And, and it's, it's a very tasty meal for, um, geared towards those younger eaters so um, sometimes it's warm sometimes it's coming from our school garden so a lot of salads that come from our farmers so we know it's fresh picked one day and on the food truck within two two days so that's really kind of nice to see Um, but yeah so it's it's a good program and and Rutherford County has a very similar program as well so if you live in other parts of the county uh, you may want to look for Rutherford County Schools and see where they're feeding if you're not right here inside of Murfreesboro. I, I know in years past, we knew a basic percentage of how many children, uh, you know, go home to empty homes mm-hmm. where their parents are at work in the evening whenever they get home from school mm-hmm. during the school week. But do we have any idea on numbers during the summer as far as how many of these kids are home alone you know throughout the day on summer you know i would just be guessing at this point so i think that 
that's the reason we do have so many programs for them. I think that's the reason you see the city through Patterson Park and Sportscom and the Discovery Center opening lots of opportunities for children not to be home alone all summer. And um, again, that's that's what ESP allows for as well, so that we don't have that massive amount of students at home just kind of just there um and but and then but you do have a lot of grandparents who babysit over the summertime and again if you're living on a fixed income and all of a sudden you're trying to feed two or three extra children it's it's tough so you we do see a lot of grandparents coming out to the food programs just to help them get through the summer because you've got you've well your kids are grown now well yeah, semi-grown semi-grown but you remember those eight and nine year olds oh, yeah. man they could eat more than an adult they, and, they, and it wasn't i mean it's just amazing how much those i would say those third fourth fifth graders whoo they can consume some food and especially boys uh, you oh know, my yeah and they're probably you know they still eat that much when they're in their 20s too, yes so. exactly exactly so you can imagine if you are on a fixed income and all of a sudden you not only are you providing the service of babysitting I guess if you're a grandparent, it's kind of babysitting. Um, but there's just some, it just allows for them to have that extra uh, opportunity to make sure that the kids are eating correctly. So going back to the summer school, just a mm-hmm. little bit here, how sure. many of the teachers who are employed by the city schools are actually staying at the schools and teaching throughout the summer? I think we had, um, I think we have right at 100 teachers that are teaching. So they are on an extended contract. Uh, they signed up for it. Early on, uh, we started offering this, our instruction department, in the spring, saying this is what date summer school is going to be. And so they were happy to have the extra income and uh, to work with the children as well. And again, it's it's pretty much a half day. Their they're last part of their day, they're open. So they're, they're out and about by 1 o'clock. And I know during COVID, there were a lot of problems with substitute teachers getting mm-hmm. enough in. Is yeah. that an issue at all during the summer? No, not during the summertime. We have our teachers, everybody who's teaching... I mean, a sub would be another teacher coming in to help out. So. so for the most part, not a lot of sickness during the summer, I guess. No, no. And they really, it's more mostly going around people's vacation days. And again, the sub would be another teacher. So I, they've done a really good job of, you know. Lining everything up. Lining every, like, yeah. yeah our, uh, Sherry Arnett and the instruction team just do a great job. They, they prepare for summer just like it's fall or spring semester. <laughs> and again, in the city of Murfreesboro, about 9,500 students or so. Right. And that number expected to grow. I mean, with the population growing as it is, there's no telling what's going to happen, you know, five years down the road as far as the student population. Yeah, it's, I, I'm kind of like you. I think it's going to slow down a little bit just because we have pretty much taking care of our landmass. Yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot there's not a lot more left. Um, so we'll see how it goes. And again, Lisa Trail with us from the Murphy's Bro City Schools. Is there anything we left off or um I think we've covered everything. Um Scales Elementary is getting a new principal. We only have one new principal coming in this year. Uh, her name is Renisa Shipman. We are so excited to have her. She's taking uh, Miss Maria Johnson's place and Miss Johnson is coming to central office as uh, our HR director. So she will be really working to make sure our new teachers um are ready to go and make sure that we are recruiting the teachers we need to recruit. So uh, Renisa is going to be amazing and we're looking forward to her starting in July. And when you talk about stuff like HR, human resources Mm -hmm. within the city schools, you've got a lot of staff to oversee. We do. We have, uh, we're probably one of the larger 
uh, employers. We have 1,700 staff members. About um, half of those, a little bit over half are teachers. The rest are EAs or MDAs or subs or ESP workers or people like me. Um, so we are very you know, our job is making sure students achieve and it takes people to do so. So we have social workers and guidance counselors and um, all kinds of people. So we are, but we want to make sure that the people that are in front of the child is, are the most educated, well-trained, happy people we can possibly put in front of a child. Now, are you still seeing a lot of student teachers from MTSU coming yeah, in? Okay. We do. We have student teachers from MTSU. In fact, I think um, we were talking last week that the majority of the folks that we hire have student taught, like as first year teacher, teachers, they have actually student taught with us, which means that we probably are hiring a lot of MTSU students. Um, we have a really good program with them. We just signed a new MOU with the doctoral program there, and it's going to be fabulous. So as a doctorate, uh, when you're working on your doctorate, you actually have a project you have to take on and this is going to allow those students adults who are, who are working which are have already have their teaching license their masters and now they're working on their doctorate so very very in tune with what's going on in the school um, they're actually going to take projects for us that and really analyze them, study them, and come back with solutions. So it's like we're gonna have our own researchers inside of Murfreesboro City Schools. And we are so excited to see what they come up with. Um, and we'll work with them. We'll, they'll, they'll, it, it's just gonna be a fabulous program. And it begins this fall. A lot of communities that you know started out the size of Murfreesboro, they, they never had a university in their own town. Right. So that, that I think has helped out the education system on multiple levels. Oh, absolutely. MTSU is just a valuable asset to us. Again, Lisa Trell, Murfreesboro City Schools. Are there any events that are nearing or when do kids or their parents need to sign them up for regular school, the school year? Well, hopefully they sign them up in the spring. If not, uh, the last week of July, we will be registering students again and again we want them to register so our attendance folks come back and registration will be open i will say that esp fall registration opens on july 11th we did have a waiting list last year it's the first year we've ever had a waiting list we hope we don't have that this year but it's july 11th and i think around you know it's early morning like 9 a.m they'll have registration won't be open and that's all electronic so people can get on and do that uh kinder camp is coming up it's july 18th through 22nd if you want your child to attend kinder camp you should have already pre-registered your child we should know that they're coming, so they should be registered. Um, and then go the second step and register them for kinder camp. So those are some important dates. And those are really ESP-based dates. During that first two weeks of school, do you see a lot of, I don't know, an influx of people from out of town who are just moving in maybe that first week? Yeah, we do. We see people who've moved in over the summer, and so they're trying to get their child registered. And... Um, which is which is perfectly fine as long as we get them registered for before the first day of school it just helps so much with our planning and making sure that they know which teacher which classroom is your classroom to start the school year um so yeah those are usually who we get that first part of uh, that the end of july or the people who have moved in or people just now 
transferring over or something like that. So except for our kindergartners. <laughs> we need those kindergartners to register as well. <laughs> Do school dates in other states somewhat align to what we're seeing in Murfreesboro? Yeah, pretty much. So I it mean, makes it fairly easy, it, I guess. It does, it does. There's a few, you know, you get in those colder states, it looks a little different, but um, pretty much everybody still has a summer break. Again, Lisa Trail with us for the Murfreesboro City Schools. And if anybody has any questions or they need more information about maybe what we talked about, mm -hmm. the website for the City Schools, best place to go? Absolutely. Cityschools.net uh, is the best place to find all of those details. Sounds good. Well, Lisa, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Time right now, 846. You're listening to WGNS. A check on the forecast and more come your way in just a minute, including an update on a big career fair that's taking place on the Murfreesboro Civic Plaza this coming Thursday. And we'll tell you about that in just a second. Time again right now, 846. The GNS and our call stands for Good Neighbor Station. That's been our objective since 1947. WTNS, AM, FM, and online. Good morning. Still looks pretty good right now. It's busy, but it's moving on. 24 westbound and through the Hickory Hollow area. All that traffic headed past Bell Road all the way into Davidson County. Traffic on 840. It still looks good towards Wilson County. We did see some radar a little bit earlier. Foothills Mercantile Company. They create handmade gifts in the Smoky Mountains. They've got beautiful paintings. Check them out on Facebook at Foothills Mercantile Company in Wares Valley. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. CBS News Brief, a weekend of prayers and protests over the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This man demonstrated outside Mississippi's only abortion clinic in Jackson. My family, you know, when we talk about it, I mean, that's, you know, that's what we've all been praying for. Ukraine top of mind at the G7 summit in the German Alps. Correspondent Steve Dorsey's in Madrid where the NATO summit begins tomorrow. The White House says G7 countries will target Russia with new economic penalties. They'll include sanctions on hundreds of people and actions to hobble global trade of Russian gold, a key export. The economy has a lot of people down in the dumps. CBS News manager of surveys Fred Backus. Most Americans say the last few years for them and their families Families have been challenging and stressful, and many Americans feel insecure when it comes to their own personal financial situation today. CBS News Brief. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. If you want to talk sports, you want to talk local, you want to talk with Monty Hill Jr. and Tim Tackett, it's all sports talk, weekdays at 5 on WGNS.
right now the time, 8.49. You're listening to WGNS, and we are now joined by Alex Jones with the city of Murfreesboro. How are you this morning? I'm good. How about you? I'm good, and you guys are planning a big career fair for this Thursday. Yep, we are very, very excited to be hosting it here in the city of Murfreesboro. It's going to be pretty big. You said, what, 30 employers out there? Yes, right now we have about 30 employers, and so they literally range in just about every industry you can imagine, so pretty big event. What, what are some of the industries that will be represented during the event? Well, most of what I'm seeing right now, um, healthcare is one of the biggest ones. There are probably about four employers, I would say, that are coming to represent healthcare, um, food and beverage. So we have multiple for those, obviously government, us, um, law enforcement, transportation, um, and manufacturing. And you're teaming up with Motlow State, I believe, yeah. to, to hold this. And uh, of course, a lot of these careers that people can go into, they could come right out of Motlow, I would imagine. Yep. For some of them, we are going to have just like a vast amount of positions. So they range all the way from entry level to upper leadership. And I, I saw, I, I guess it was this past week on Friday, there's the announcement of 13 new police officers with the city of Murfreesboro, mm-hmm. and uh, but you still need more, so oh, that's yes. one department you'll be hiring in. Mm-hmm. Yep, we hire a couple of times a year for our police department, and so um, we're always excited to get new recruits in. But again, uh, about 30 different job fields will be represented there on yeah. Thursday, and it's nine to one on Thursday. Nine to one, yep, on our Civic Plaza um, at City Hall. And rain or shine? Rain or shine, yeah. So. If it rains, which we're very hopeful that it won't, um, it'll be held in our rotunda here at City Hall, and we'll break the employers up throughout the rotunda and the council chambers. So we've got it covered. And again, Alex Jones with us with the City of Murfreesboro. Is this the first time that y'all have teamed up with Montlow to do a big career fair? It is, yeah. And we're actually we're really excited about it. So any opportunity that we get to work with Motlow, we always try to act on. They are so good to work with. And so when Emily from Motlow approached me with this idea, I was like, yeah, let's do it. It gives us a really good opportunity to kind of bridge that gap between employer and student and get them here on our turf. And I thought, what a better place than, you know, right here at the city of Murfreesboro. So that partnership with Motlow, has that been ongoing or is that something fairly new? No, we've partnered with them for years um, and they're just great to work with. And so we were just excited about this opportunity to be here on our turf. And I was reading some of the different uh, job availabilities, uh, you know, different folks who would be there. I know transportation was one, airline industry. Yeah. So I don't know about you, but when I was little, I always thought it'd be the coolest thing ever to be like a flight attendant. And so Contour Airlines out of Smyrna is going to be coming and they actually have some flight attendant positions available as well as like pilots, A&P, and so it's really cool. That, that would be fun. And, yeah. and, and to imagine just literally going all over the place for yeah. your job would be cool. Yep. And so they'll be there. So if you're looking for that kind of role, June 30th on the Civic Plaza is the place to be. And then you said also law enforcement and then uh, different jobs within the government. So outside of law enforcement, what else would the city be looking for? Oh, so the coolest thing about the city is, is we're, we've got a little bit of everything. So we have positions at our parks and recreation facility. Um, so if you're a college student and you're looking for part-time work, um, we have that. We have different um, internal positions as well in our finance department, our water department, different technician positions. And so, I mean, we just have a little bit of everything. Hey, and of course, 
pay has gone up, I think, considerably yeah. over the last five years or so. So pay for even a part-time job is, is much more than what it used to be. Yeah, I think right now the pay has maybe went up to, it's between 974 and $10 uh, for some of our part-time positions. And so... Um, it's good money for um, somebody just starting out. And if somebody gets hired on with the city, let's say full time, the benefits in- include everything from what? Health insurance? Yep. Health insurance, uh, dental. We have a very generous 401 program. Uh, we match 8%. Um, so very, very generous. We have um, an EAP program, Fit for Success, where um, some of our employees can go and get uh, park- parks and recreation memberships that um, just pay the taxes on those. So. I- I think sometimes people take for granted that health insurance aspect because if you're, you know, a small business, if you're self-employed, you're looking at paying about twelve to fourteen hundred a month for mm-hmm. your family's health insurance. So I mean, when you add that into a job, mm-hmm. it really does save you a lot of money. It does, and the city is very, very generous in regard to that. We have very good uh, benefits, I would say. And again, Alex Jones with the City of Murfreesboro. This job fair coming up this Thursday. It's going to be rain or shine, nine o'clock in the morning until one p.m. What time do you think a lot of the folks who are actually employers going to start setting up? We will probably start setting up between 8 and 8.30. And, and, and so 8 and 8.30. Should people bring with them lots of copies of the resume? What what should they bring with them? Yeah, resume is good um, to bring with you. And just enthusiasm is what we're looking for. We are really hoping that we're going to get some individuals who come to this event that are just hungry for a job and, you know, going to be dedicated and motivated, you know, just to get out and work. And so. How important is it these days to dress up for those types of, you know, career events? Because it seems like, I don't know, the dress code has Mm -hmm. kind of slacked a little bit over the years. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to somebody as far as what they should wear to this job fair? Yeah, well, so with this event, since it is going to be outside, um, I would say just a casual, casual dress. Um, You know, we don't expect people to come in in suit and ties. It's it's a little hot. (laughs) It would be. Uh, Yes. And so just, you know, what they're comfortable in, um, that's casual. So don't rent a tuxedo or anything like that. No, you don't have to do that for this one. (laughs) But again, the job fair is going to be 30 employers out there and Mm -hmm. with that being said I I don't know is each employer gonna like have a tent set up or a table what are they doing yeah so each employer is gonna have their own table with two representatives so that way there's you know we're hoping it'll be a huge crowd but that way um, plenty of people will be able to talk at once Um, most will bring, bring tents um, so it's just an opportunity to come out drop your resume off learn a little bit about the organization what they have to offer and with an unemployment rating, you know, in the two percent area, two percent range, it makes it a lot higher or harder, rather, for local businesses to find employees and hire them because at, at you know two point nine percent, two point six percent unemployment, everybody's working for yeah. the most part. So it's tough to hire new people. Mm-hmm. That is the tricky part. So unfortunately, um, in some circumstances, we are hiring somebody that's already with another employer. Um, but that's just, you know, the world right now that we're having to deal with. So that said, I'm guessing a lot of the employers who are going to be out there, they probably have really good packages in order to, you know, bring in new employees because it's a battle to get new employees. Yeah, they do. Um, from what I understand, especially the healthcare um, industry, some of the employers that are coming are offering like sign on bonuses and stuff just to get people in the door. 
it's pretty wild when you get a sign-on bonus, even in teaching. I know there's some teachers, you know, like the county schools have been looking for, mm -hmm. they were offering a sign-on bonus. So, yeah. I mean, when you start talking about sign-on bonuses, it makes a big difference. It does, yeah. It gets people excited, that's for sure. Um, but we've just got to do what we've got to do right now to be able to get people in the door. Now, are there some programs, some job fields where they'll send that person back to school after they've been on the job for a year or longer? I think that there are some, um, some of our transportation employers um, that are coming uh, from what I've spoken to them, um, they would send them back to school to further their education to continue to advance um, within that organization. And so that's a very generous um, package to offer. But there's a, a lot of opportunities for sure. And this all takes place on Thursday mm -hmm. on the Civic Plaza. Now, I, I know I asked if you've teamed up with Motlow before, but have y'all done job fairs before? So not like this. So this is, I think this is probably the first job fair that Motlow's actually came and hosted with an employer, like on their grounds. Um, but we have um, gone to all of their career events that they have. So. And have there been career fairs on the Civic Plaza before? No. So that's what I'm really excited about. So I'm hoping, especially it being such a centralized location, that people are going to see us that are, you know, on the square and come over. We'll have signs and balloons. So we're just, we're hoping that this is going to be a really big event and a good opportunity for the city to host these again in the future. Yeah. Any idea yet from I mean, have you heard from folks who are already calling saying, you know, I want to go there. This is are, are people calling already? And I've had, a, I've had a few. Yeah. So we made a um, Facebook event on our city website um, and it looks like there's several that are planning on attending. Um, so I'm hopeful that this will be a good event. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure it will. I, I mean, especially like with what I said, the job market being yeah. so tight right now and on top of that, you know, this generation, they don't always stay with the same job for mm -hmm. years and years like the older generation did. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so what we're what we are seeing um, is people have generally been staying anywhere from three to five years. Um, and the idea with them leaving, you know, it's just it's multiple reasons, you know, growth or family or, you know, financial circumstances. It's just a little bit of everything. And so many people these days are not from Murfreesboro. So yeah. you're probably going to get a mix of folks from neighboring cities and counties. Yeah. And so that's the exciting part. Um, so I'm from Manchester and I came to the city for employment. Um, so I think it's just, you know, at this point, wherever you can find just a good opportunity. And if it's within reason, driving distance. Yeah. yeah makes sense then. Mm -hmm. Again, Alex Jones with us with the city of Murfreesboro and the big career fair will be on the Civic Plaza in front of the city hall. And that's going to be 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. this coming Thursday, rain or shine. And uh, folks just need to show up, I guess. Yep, that's it. Well, thank you for joining us this morning. Yeah, thank you for having me. Stay with us. Coming up next, local news, and then the roundtable will be on the air with J. Paul Newman.